Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm super excited to have on our show today one of my dear friends um, who inspires me greatly with creation and um, just who she's willing to be in the world and the inspiration that she bees for many others. We also have owned a business together here in Los Angeles, and um, her name is Paula Peralta. Welcome, Paula. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thanks for inviting me. You inspire me too, Sarah. That's so nice of you. A little bit about my friend. <laughs> oh. Paula Peralta is an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator and Celebrity Hairstylist here in Los Angeles. She really does believe you can have it all and that anyone can make money doing what they love. She is living proof of this every day. As Paula has delved further into helping people personally, as well as making them look great, she discovered access consciousness, a modality that reflected all she believes about generating money from doing what you love and from just being yourself. Paula herself found happiness after being laid off from a high paying but exhausting job in project management and has never been happier since changing careers and finding happiness and a six figure income in multiple income streams. Paula travels the world facilitating access consciousness classes on business, money, creating a life you love, and more. And her greatest joy in life is helping people find their true unique path to happiness, no matter how different it may be to that of others. There we go. It's always so funny to hear your bio read. <laughs> and you just have to like sit there and be like, yep, that's me. But I, I did that and all those things. Now, true question. Did you write your own bio or did you have to have someone else write it? No, someone else wrote it for me. <laughs> so, um, first tip on the podcast, if you ever get stumped right with a bio, um, ask someone else to write it because, um, it's the same listening to it as it is trying to write it on yourself on your own. So, I would almost, um, go ahead. Oh, oh, I would say, I would almost say that that's kind of like a life hack. Like it's a tool for life is you don't have to do it all yourself. Like find people around you that are smarter than you and funnier than you and more brilliant than you and invite them to help you create <laughs> nine times out of 10, they're going to do it even better. I love it. And, and to actually spin off that too, you know, in access consciousness, we talk about how you, you don't actually see yourself because like you, you are the one that judges you way more. So if you have someone that, um, can contribute to seeing you and writing your bio, um, it's a huge contribution because they don't judge you probably as much as you judge you. <laughs> so. <laughs> so in your, in your bio, you talk about, um, that you believe anyone can have it all. And, you know, I know your story, but can you give us a little bit of, um, the backstory on like being laid off to being what you're creating now, um, or having what you're creating now? Yeah, I think one of the one of the things that like whenever I'm on podcasts or a lot of the conversations that have come up on interviews lately has been like the the fear of failure and how just like, you know, hitting rock bottom and and that's like one of the things that people fear the most and I like jokingly have just like 
named myself the queen of failure because if you look at me on paper like I flunked out of college um I've like started and closed businesses um I've been fired from jobs right or laid off um you know and it's it's one of those things where if you look at on paper like there's no reason that I should be a quote-unquote success but as I was introduced to the tools of access consciousness and actually started creating my life like my life just keeps getting greater and that's really the true success is that it's not so much about like you know do you have the degree or did you get the the prize or whatever you know whatever the accolade is it's more just like does your life work for you like are you having fun are you having ease and when you start to ask from that space like when you start to ask that question of like do I actually like my life do I like me <laughs> like everything then becomes really easy to choose like you know whether or not something works for you because it's it's from a space of like you being authentically you um and for me that's like it was really about kind of undefining success and not taking success based on what people told me it should look like um but taking it based on or creating it based on what works for me and then from that came a lot of the like you know, the money and the relationships that I love and ultimately being able to create a life that I don't need a vacation from. Um, and for me, that's like true success is um, where you don't need to check out of your life. And that's, I think so often, like I, you know, I worked in corporate America for a lot of years. And one of the things that I saw were these people like running themselves into the ground, just for hours and hours and hours on end. And I was doing the same thing. I was making like six figures easily, but I was like working insane hours. I wasn't enjoying my life. Um, and so I was watching these people run themselves into the ground. I was doing the same thing. And then you would have these like, you know, two weeks out of the year where you would like literally leave your entire life behind, shut down, go on vacation. Um, and as I was introduced, introduced to the tools of access consciousness, that's where I learned, like, what if you could create a life that you don't need a vacation from? Because the vacation is literally like you're vacating your life because your life is so terrible that you have to leave it for <laughs> two weeks out of the year. So it's like <laughs> if you actually were willing to ask that question of like, if I were being me here or if I were creating a life that worked for me or if I were like generating revenue in a way that was fun for me, like that become every day then becomes like a party of creation. And every day is something that's fun and creates a general, a, a more generative future. Um, and so I think regardless of what, whether you look at all the things like flunking out of college, getting laid off, you know, opening and closing businesses, pandemics, like whatever it is, if you're creating a life that works for you, it's just that it works for you. And it, you get the revenue, you get the, you know, the relationships, the ease, the joy is what, it's what comes when you're actually being like honoring and authentic to you. Um, in today's climate, uh, there are so many people that are out there, like, like almost being forced to reinvent themselves, whether it be their relationships, their careers, um, you know, a lot of careers, a lot of people losing their jobs, having to look at, you know, what else they'd like to create. And so what, what would you say to them about the significance that we put on what our job is? is like where, how we make the money is so significant. I've had so many conversations with people lately that are like, but I have a degree for this and I should be doing this, even though they were miserable doing that. Um, and not looking from a place of like, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? So, um, what would you say to those people 
um, who are trapped in like the significance game um, that are, you know, how that's like, where that's slowing them down. Well, I think you like, you present that question from a space that's like light years ahead of where most people even look at that. And because your question is like, what else is possible here that I haven't even considered? Like what, what is it that I'd actually like to create? Whereas so often we go into like, I have a degree in engineering and therefore I must spend the rest of my life as an engineer. Like, and that is, I mean, that's the power and the problem with labels, right? And like the definitions is that I am a woman, therefore I must be subjected to these things that in this world women are subjected to, right? Which if you want to talk about the politics of it, it's like less pay and, you know, gender inequality and like all of these different things. But what, what also occurs is that the minute you're willing to be like, okay, yes, I am a woman and I'm me. And that, that willingness to step out of the definitions of like, you know, you can even, that willingness to step out of definition automatically opens up another possibility. So if I'm being me here, and yes, I happen to be a woman. Yes, I happen to have curly hair or a certain skin type or like what, like whatever that looks like, all of that, I'm being me. Like I'm not subjected to any of the labels. And so from that space, you actually start to create something that's uniquely you. And that's the thing is you are a unique gift to the world. So like there are things that are available to you as you that are not available to anyone else. And that has nothing to do with whether you're a wife, a husband, a mother, a daughter, a son, like it, it has nothing to do with any of those definitions. It has everything to do with you, the being. And so often we use these definitions as like the platform and kind of the like, I guess the, the like, yeah, it's the definition of being, but it's not actually the being, it's the definition like by nature is actually a limitation because you're saying if I'm, if you're defining yourself by the fact that you can only be an engineer, then when you lose your engineering job, like you can only go look for engineering jobs or you can only do things that are relevant to that thing. Whereas if you're like, okay, if I were being me here and having fun, what job would be fun for me? Like, what could I create here? Um, what, you know, what, what can I do that I've never considered doing? Um, and that was even for me during the pandemic, the beginning of it, like two, you know, it's been a couple of years now and <clears throat> salons were closed for 12 months out of the year. And so, you know, we had a salon business where we had employees that salon, that business closed. And then I still went into like an independent sort of private studio business, but I couldn't take clients. And so when I started to look at, you know, is it worth it for me to like fight these laws or like try to navigate, you know, how do I navigate a, a business in this climate? What I actually asked was like, what else can I create here? Um, and that's where I stepped into starting to do more like creative production and helping people to create their businesses and really starting to generate ideas. And, you know, I started doing more um, social media coaching and strategy and it then developed into these other revenue streams that I hadn't even considered up until that point. But if I had been so stuck in like, I'm a hairdresser, I can't work. So I just have to sit at home and be poor. <laughs> like that there, and there were a lot of people that chose that. And like, respectfully, if that's what works for them, then that's what works for them. But that wasn't what I was interested in creating. Like I wanted to generate revenue and I wanted to have fun and I wanted to create. And so I had to look at what else can I create here? So you brought up fun a couple of times and I'd love to like spotlight that because 
you know, the way that I was raised, you know, work, like work was work, fun was fun. And it's that same idea that you brought into the conversation about like, um, two weeks out of the year, you got to vacate your life and go have the fun that you're not having all year long. And so what do you know about creating from fun, not creating like to earn fun or whatever that is that I see so many people doing. And I know I was one of those people, like I was lucky enough to be in a career, you know, um, the same as you in the beauty industry of, of a creative career that I had a lot of fun at, but, um, it was almost like I felt guilty half the time that I had a job that I had fun at when everybody else was miserable. Um, but I, I just, I'm so aware of the people who, um, are out there that could be listening to this that are like, how do I value, how do I put a value on my fun? Like I have to work this many hours to have this much money in order to even have any fun. So how did you start to include the energy of fun and allow it to contribute to you creating wealth? That's a really good and big question. Um, I think the first thing is like, surround yourself with other people that are having fun um, is probably like one of the, the easiest things to say. And also know that like fun and working like are not put together often right right so like even as like a hair as hairdressers like sometimes hairdressers aren't even seen as like it's not like a real job you know what I mean it's like the job that you do because you didn't want to go to college or it's like you know I I don't know it's or even within the beauty industry like the only thing you can do is work behind the chair in the salon right? Like when I went to beauty school, I thought that was the only job. I didn't know that there's like things about like traveling the world, which I've done like on behalf of a manufacturer and doing education and hair shows and events and things like that, like, or even photo shoots and music videos and film and television. Like there are, there are so many levels to what's available even. And again, I'll speak to the beauty industry because that's one of the things that I know, but I think when you look at anything, you can either be super linear with it and super like there's only one way to do this or you can actually start to look at like what can I choose here that would be fun for me so even if you are like an engineer some people have a lot of joy in like the protractors and the like graph paper and all those things and it's like if that's fun for you then great and if it's not fun for you it doesn't mean you need to like throw that job by the wayside it means you can ask like what is required here to make this more fun for me? And there's, I mean, that then immediately starts to open up a whole level of possibilities. Like maybe you hire someone that's a little bit more fun or someone that's creative and, and sparks that creativity and inspiration in you. Maybe, um, you know, you, you negotiate with yourself and reward yourself, right? I'm going to do eight hours of drafting. I don't know why I'm using the engineering but I'm just going with it, but it's like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you, (laughs) but it's like, okay, so I'm going to do, you know, the six hours of drafting that my job requires today. And then at the end of it, I'm going to go like, you know, eat some delicious cake or what, like whatever that thing is, that's like more fun. Or I'm going to go roller skating with my friends or, you know, like you find the ways to actually make it fun. If it's something that you actually desire to create, because at the end of the day, like sometimes it is work and sometimes it is a hustle and a grind and you got to just do the work that's required. And it's not always going to be fun, but it also too, I think going back to the like definitions thing is you have to look at like, what does fun mean to you? Because what's fun for you is going to be different than what's fun for me. And sometimes it might be the same thing, but like, it's going to be, it's probably most times going to be really different. And so it's that thing again of like acknowledging, 
like you're the unique gift. And so with that, like what's fun for you, what's ease for you, what creates for you, what generates for you is going to be different because it's you. Like we're talking about the power of being you. Like that, that is, that's the magic of being you is that you actually don't have to justify your creation or justify your choices really to anyone. Like you can create something that works for you. So I would love, and I, this is not where I saw this conversation going and I'm excited <laughs> about it, but I never, I never know with us. So cool. Um, so what about the currency of fun? So, um, we're talking about adding fun to your life as though, you know what? I can hear people's heads like, okay, cool. So I have my main course of work and effort and hardcore, you know, sweat, blood, sweat, tears, you know, exhaustion. And then I'll have a side of fun, you know, and now I'm going to add this fun thing, but what do you, what can you talk about? Um, with both sides of that is like, what's the currency of fun, you know, in access, we say money follows joy. So what do you know about that, that you could share with us today? And then so that you don't have to stop and listen to me ask this question again, I'm going to ask it ahead of time, two-part question. So then part B would be, um, when you're not having fun, like what is now that you know the value of fun, what do you choose? So I remember, okay. So Simone Millicis, who's like also an access consciousness facilitator, and she wrote a book called joy of business. And one of the things that she said, and I remember the first time I heard it and I was like, that doesn't make any sense, but she would say that your life is your business and your business is your life. And I was always like, okay, <laughs> like, what is that even like, what is, I don't get it. And as I've like started to create my life using the tools of access consciousness, and as I've like started to have more fun and have more ease and really like create more money. I, I realized where early on, I mean, where actually not just early on, but like through the creation of my life, I had this very like separate, like I had a separation between all of the areas of my life. Right. So I had, um, you know, I would have my work and then I would have my relationships and then I would have, you know, whatever my like personal targets say with like my body, right? So like my moving my body and eating, right? And all these, whatever, all these different things. Like it was all very like compartmentalized. And what, what has created the most for me? And again, like people are gonna choose what they're gonna choose and what works for them. It's probably gonna look different, but it, almost taking the like dividers out of all of that and letting it be this like big soup of my life <laughs> and really just allowing all of it to contribute to the rest of it. Like, I, and this is the, this is one of the things where like, I feel like you get it when you get it and I'm still just like starting to get it. But for example, like if I'm in business, right. And I'm having, you know, a full day of meetings, my, my, knee-jerk reaction after a full day of meetings might be, um, you know, to, I don't know, take a nap or have a drink or, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever that knee-jerk is for people. But what I, what actually might be more generative is to like take a walk or call a friend or I don't know, write in my journal. Like it does, but it's not linear. It's energetic. It's like, what's the next energy? What's the next choice that I can make in order to like have more fun and like not not have the separation that we are often taught to have so actually a better example might be like like in the middle of a day 
instead of like grinding hard and, and staying on the meetings, I might like put in my AirPods and like go for a walk while I'm on the meeting. Like that's another example. Like it's not something that's like always literal or like always really obvious as like a fun generative activity, but it's something that like actually creates more. <laughs> like, it's just like, it, it, yeah, it's, that's a good question. It's like hard for me to, to really articulate. Cause I think it's just one of those things where it's like, if there were no rules, if everything you'd ever taught been taught about creating your life and business was a lie. Like if all of it, if you're willing to like throw it all out and start over, like, what would you like to create? What works for you? What do you want to like, what do you want to do? And that's, that's, I think where you start on like the creation of your life. It doesn't, it just doesn't have to make sense because <laughs> it won't. Also a great tagline for this podcast. And anytime we are really talking, I'm not sure how much of us makes sense, but um, the feedback is always amazing. <laughs> um, um, so on the, that ladder of those two questions, the one like where it, once you start to create your life from fun, if something is no longer fun, like I'd love for you to talk about what, what information that gives you, because it's, it's like, okay, cool. Like we go to this part where we start adding fun in, in the middle of our day, we add fun in the evening. We look at what's fun for us. That might be changing jobs. That might be changing cubicles. It might be, you know, adding different, um, uh, clients to your books that aren't ones that you would normally think you drew in or like whatever that is in your business. Um, and I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering is if you could talk about the, the other side of that now. So you've done that you've created with it. The yeah, money's yeah. come because you're actually in way more joy. And so for those people out there that are like, yeah, where'd the fun go, but what information is when the fun isn't, is there like, what, what does that tell you? And what awareness is that, that you could share as a tool for somebody? Yeah. I mean, I think like the thing about, um, that like is this fun for me is generally when it's not fun for you like you know like you feel it in your bones so for me like um I dealt with depression for a lot of my life and I would have these like massive depressive episodes where like I couldn't get out of bed for like two weeks and um and while at the time that wasn't a great indicator <laughs> that I wasn't having fun in my life um that for me was like now looking back I'm like oh I it it's, it was the result of me pushing myself and trying to make a situation that didn't fit, fit. And as a result, like my body was run down mentally and emotionally. I like, it just wasn't working. And so for me, the demand changed when I was like, okay, this doesn't work for me anymore. Like, I don't like, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but like, I can't imagine that this is the way whether it's like God, the universe, whoever, like, I can't imagine that this is like the purpose of creation, right? Is for me to like run myself into the ground until I literally can't get out of bed for weeks. And then like, let's start the cycle all over again. And so for me, like, it was really just making a different demand um, of like, does this actually work for me? Like, do I want to do this? And I had to get really good at saying no. Um, and initially the reason that I would do it was like my justification was my mental health right like it didn't work for me to be in bed for <laughs> days on end so I was like okay in order to avoid that I need to make sure that the things that I'm choosing are the things that actually like aren't gonna have that result right so that's like 
and this is this is the first tip 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 bleh, easy for me to say like be willing to baby step into it like you get there how you get there and for me it was like you know dealing with depression and not wanting to be like laid up for weeks so I started saying no to things that didn't work for me and then what I started to notice is these patterns of like the things that would make me sad or the things that um like didn't work were pretty similar. Like it was like similar people or like similar workflow or, you know, and start. So then I had to start to look at like, okay, cool. So maybe like this part of a business isn't fun for me, or maybe like working with people that like judge me and like speak unkindly to me, like, isn't my best choice. Like, what do I, so from that, like knowing of what I didn't want is actually what led me into like, what, okay, what would I actually like to create here? Um, <clears throat> and so that's where then it started to be this like generative conversation of like what is it that I'd actually like to create what am I looking for and then that's when life got more fun because when you're being you like there's nothing more fun than that so even if you are like even if it is spreadsheets or you know whatever the the workflow is like it can still be really fun if you know that it's generative and it's creating a future but it, you got to like you got to know that that's the thing that works for you um and it's one of the things that like gary douglas has said this before the founder of access consciousness like he said so many times like well i asked him once like how do you know what to create if you don't know what to create and he was like well by what what you by knowing what you don't want to create and i was like mm, it didn't really make sense until i plugged in the depression thing and i was like oh that actually does make sense because the way that i got out of that was by looking at what I didn't want to create, which was more depression. Um, and then of course you get introduced to tools, you know, with access consciousness, like who does it belong to? <laughs> and you start to realize that you're like way more aware and some of it, yeah, some of it is like in your physical, you know, space. And some of it is like mental and emotional conversations and things like that. But some of it also is just like energetically, you're really aware of the people around you. Um, so I think like, the fun comes when you're being you and it's it's also like again that undefining fun because it's gonna look different for me than it does for you or like anyone else that's listening like and what if you didn't have to like justify that to anyone like what if the things that you thought were so fun like would make me feel bored out of my mind and that's fine it doesn't mean that your thing's not fun it just means it's your it's your fun thing it's not my fun thing <laughs> But I will say that when people are choosing to have fun, like there, I love that. Like, I don't like, I don't care if I don't like your thing. If I see you like living your best life and having so much fun, like I am cheering you on every step of the way. Like it doesn't matter what it is. And I think that's, what's really cool that happens when pe multiple people are choosing to do them and be them. And that really is like, I mean, shameless plug, but that's the power of being you is that it's an invitation to other people to choose the same thing for themselves. Paula, that's the last question I'm supposed to ask you on this podcast. <laughs> so put a pin in it because I have one more thing. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I remember one time going to lunch, I think I was at hair school with some friends and um, we went to go get sandwiches at some sandwich shop and the person building the sandwich was a miserable being like literally like throwing the tomatoes at the meat on my bread, you know, just like pissed off at the world. And she had been that pretty much every time we'd gone there, if I ran into her and, um, 
you know, and, and I asked her one day, like a question of, and I, you know, I wasn't using the tools then, but something on the lines of like, um, uh, like, are you having a bad day or something like that? Like what, whatever. And she goes, I am a sandwich maker. What does that tell you? And I remember saying back to her in all of my wisdom, you know, what's worse than being a sandwich maker. She goes, what? And I go, being an unhappy sandwich maker. Like if you're going to do it, like throw the tomatoes, but throw them up in the air, do a spin and then have them land in the right place. Like make whatever it is you're doing fun. And I think that's part of why you and I get along so well when we are together, because it doesn't matter often like what's going on around us. Like we'll make something so stupid, like grocery shopping more fun because we're willing to add the energy of fun. Mm -hmm. And I know like for me, when when the fun's not there, now that I have my thumb on the pulse of, of like me being me and when I'm having fun, when the fun goes away, it's just a clue to have asked more questions. Like what you said, like, like if I was truly being me here, what would I choose? And what would I create if I were truly being me and willing to have the fun show up? And if the fun is leaking out of something like stop, ask a question, maybe it's time to like course correct and find out where the fun went, you know, so that you can um, not waste any minutes, not having fun in your life. And that's not to say that everything is rosy and, you know, covered with unicorn, I was going to say unicorn farts, but that would be weird unless unicorn farts smell like strawberries or something anyways. Okay. So, um, the last question of the podcast Oh, I'm so excited. So I asked everybody the question and you've already answered it twice, by the way, I put two pins in it. Um, oh, wow. but let's see what shows up when I ask you now officially. Um, okay. so the show's title is the power of being you. If you were to write the show's description, Paula, what would you say the power of being you is? If I were to write the show's description, so it's like the power of being you and then like, whatever the, like, that is a really good question. Thank you. Um, I made I, it up myself. What did I say? I don't even know what I said previously because otherwise I would just reference that. <laughs> um, I think the, the power of being you is an invitation to everyone else. And that's, <clears throat> I think that's the thing I've been looking at so much lately is like what's available to you as you that isn't available to anyone else and that's like it's actually a thing like there are things that are available to you I think I said this in the very beginning like there are things that are available to you Sarah that aren't available to me and it doesn't mean I'm less than or you're greater than or anything like that it just means like you're you and that in and of itself like your being has a power and a potency to it that's going to be different than my the power and potency of my being um and so the power of being you is like you're walking through the world being your fun and being your joy and being your brilliance. And that's actually acknowledging that it's also an invitation to everyone else. And that like, what would it be like if we lived in a world where everyone was being them? Like what would actually be possible if, if everyone was walking through the world being them? And like you said, it's not always like, you know, unicorn poo and, roses like sometimes it is uncomfortable to like look at your shit and and be like okay this isn't working for me I need to change it up like it's not always comfortable but it's a hell of a lot of fun and I will tell you that like my life is greater now than it was 5 10 15 20 years ago um and that like that's worth it and I still haven't like cornered the market on being me like 
You know what I mean? I'm, I've gotten pretty good at it, but like, I still know that there's like untapped resources available and my life is pretty damn good, you know? So it's like, the more I choose that and the more other people choose that, like I see people's lives get greater. Like I saw it with you too, like part of, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> like part of my invitation to choose what I've chosen up to this point was watching you like leap and really choose to use the tools of access consciousness and you know I, I always like have joked that I've always been like a few steps behind you in terms of like oh yeah like I saw Sarah choose that like cool like what would that look like um for me and that's the question I ask now but like back then it was like okay well if Sarah can choose that then I can choose it and so I was often like watching you choose and then like you know choosing kind of the same thing well, it's that whereas like, now, yeah, like let when you choose, you let other people know it's possible to choose, even totally. if it's not the same thing or even in the same arena. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, and now I see people choosing and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what would that look like for me? So it's not necessarily trying to choose the exact same thing that they're choosing, but it's like the ease, the fun, the play, the joy, the money, the whatever that is. Like if I were honoring me and if I were having fun with, as me being me, what would that look like? Um, so there's a really long description to the power of being you podcast. <laughs> we're we're going to have it transcribed and put it in show notes. <laughs> it's like a little teeny tiny font underneath the power of being you. you can put it on uh, I love it. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, you did say in the beginning, you know, if you want to have more fun of one great first step is to find more fun people to hang out with. <laughs> so, true. and as everybody what listen to podcast slides into Paul's DMS, where would they find you to hang out with you? <laughs> well, I I'm in Los Angeles, California, and that's all I'll tell you. So you'll have to find me. <laughs> I'm not going to give you my address, but what I will give you is you can um, find me on social media. I'm most active. Like Instagram is my drug of choice <laughs> for social media. So uh, you can find me at the Paula Peralta. You can also go to paulaperalta.com, my website, which is where I have like classes and like those kinds of creations. You can also find me on Facebook, um, Paula Peralta, or somewhere on Sarah's social media. <laughs> you can also find me on the access consciousness website that's another like if you're if you're one of those people that peruses the ac site you can go there and find me paula peralta i love it if you want to hit paula up on all sites i suggest you do so (laughs) slide into all the dms slide on in there baby okay my friend i am so grateful for every conversation i get to have with you thank you for spreading your joy here and being the gift that you be i adore you and we'll see you next time you guys Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review for more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness. You can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?